Good morning. Today is Monday, August 1st, 2022. Over Shabbos, I learned an incredible analysis from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs relating to last week's Torah portion. It begins with the mitzvah relating to vows and oaths and keeping our word. The Torah says near the beginning of the Parsha, La Shabbos, Lo Yachel Devaro, do not make your words empty or meaningless, insignificant. Kechal whatever words come from your mouth, you should fulfill them. Last week we discussed how this is the background to our service of Kol Nidre, with which we begin Yom Kippur. The question is, though, what is this passage doing here at the end of the Book of Bamidbar? Generally, the Book of Bamidbar that we finished on Shabbos, the fourth book of the Torah, is narrative containing the experiences of the Jewish people traveling through the desert over the course of 40 years. And there are a few mitzvot's commandments that are taught that generally arise from those narratives. How does this subject fit in? On a simple level, it sets the stage for a narrative later in the Parsha, this past Shabbos, which we also discussed last week. Remember, we're at the end of the 40 years in the desert. The Jewish people are on the eastern bank of the Jordan River. They're about to go into the land of Israel, and two tribes, Reuven and Gad, come to Moshe, and they say, we would like to stay here. We would like to settle here and not go in with the rest of the Jewish people into the land of Israel. So after some negotiation, they promise to go into Israel to help conquer the land, and then they will return to their land on the eastern bank of the Jordan River, just outside the land of Israel. And the wording of their promise, which was in the parsha this past week, becomes the prototype for this kind of an oath in Jewish law. So, at the beginning of the parsha, we have the mitzvah of keeping our word, and then we have a narrative example of that happening in real life, where these two tribes made a promise, and, by the way, they kept their promise. Okay, that's the simple connection. But it's much deeper than that. The Jewish people are about to enter into Israel to establish a society based on Torah laws and values. And in doing so, Rabbi Sachs explains, there is one problem, perhaps the problem that must be solved. Can freedom and order coexist in the human sphere? Can a society be both free and just at the same time? Now, the Torah gives us other alternatives. There can be freedom and chaos, that's what society looked like before the flood. There was violence, but there was freedom. 
there can be order without freedom. That was our experience in Egypt. There was order, but we were slaves. Is there a third alternative? And if so, how do we create it? And the answer that the Torah gives, which is at the very beginning of the Parsha, has to do with language. Because after all, remember that it was language by which God created the world. By Yomer Elohim, and God said, Yehi or, let there be light. By Yehi or, and there was light. God said the words. God's words didn't describe what was happening, didn't promise what was about to happen. God's words created what God mentioned. Now, this is a godly example of an area of human language that Jewish law is very, very interested in. The philosopher J.L. Austin called it performative utterance. And what that means is when we use language not to describe something, but to do something. For example, at a Jewish wedding, under the chuppah, the groom says to the bride, Hare at mukudeshesli, behold, you are consecrated to me with this ring according to the laws of Moses in Israel. Now, those words that the groom says to the bride, they are not describing the marriage that is beginning. They are, those words create the marriage. The words accomplish that a marriage is created. Another example, we've discussed this before. In former times, when the Beis Amigdash was standing, Rosh Chodesh, the new month, was established by the head of the Sanhedrin after hearing witnesses that the new moon was visible, visible in the sky the night before. The head of the Sanhedrin would say, Makudush, it is sanctified. But remember, and we discussed this before, the head of the Sanhedrin was not simply making a statement of fact. I'm letting everyone know that last night the moon was visible. The Sanhedrin was creating the fact with those words. The words that the judges uttered turned that day from a weekday into Rosh Chodesh, the first day of the new Jewish month. And the key example of this is a promise. Because when I promise you that I will do something, I am creating something that did not exist before. I'm creating an obligation. Hannah Arendt wrote that human affairs are fraught with unpredictability because we are free. We do not know how others will behave or how they will respond to an act of ours, so we can never be sure of the consequences of our own decisions. Freedom seems to rob the human world of order. So the question is, how can we create an orderly society without taking away people's freedom? And her answer is the act of promising. Because when I promise to do something, I am freely placing myself under an obligation. 
Now, if I am the kind of person who is known to keep his word, I have removed an element of unpredictability from the human world. You can rely on me because I have given my word. So, it is this ability of human beings to voluntarily commit themselves to a promise to do something or not to do something. This is what generates order in the relations between human beings without the use of coercive force. I can predict what's going to happen even though I'm not coercing you because I can rely on your promise. The Torah says at the beginning of the parsha, when a person makes a vow to God or takes an oath binding themselves to an obligation, they must not break their word. Whatever they speak, they must fulfill. It's no accident that this mitzvah occurs in the Torah just as the Jewish people are getting ready to enter the land of Israel, the promised land. Because freedom depends upon people keeping their word. And we see how this plays out in real life in the Parsha, when the two tribes, Reuven and God, come to Moshe, we want to live on the eastern bank of the Jordan, and they enter an agreement. They promise, they take an oath to be on the front lines of the army that will go in to conquer the land. Everything depends on their keeping their word. And we do learn later on that they did do so. They kept their promise. So this, what might have been uncertainty with two tribes wanting to remain outside of Israel, became something that the entire people were able to rely on because they had made a promise. Rabbi Sachs writes, all social institutions in a free society depend on trust. And trust means honoring our promises, doing what we say we will do. When this breaks down, the very future of freedom is at risk. And we see this classically in Sefer Yirmiyahu, the book of Jeremiah, the prophet Yirmiyahu. He was describing the society of his time at the end of the first temple period, deteriorating spiritually and morally. And we're reading these passages during this period leading up to the uh, Tisha B'Av and the destruction of the commemoration of the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. It was a time, he writes, Yirmiyahu, when people could no longer be trusted to keep their word. They bend their tongues like bows. Beware of your friends. Trust not even a brother, Yirmiyahu writes, for every one of them is a deceiver. Friend deceives friend, and no one speaks the truth. You live in the midst of deceit, Yirmiyahu charges the Jewish people. In their deceit, they refuse to heed me declares God. That was the condition of the society that was about to lose its freedom to the Babylonians when it was destroyed by Bavel. 
the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Freedom needs trust. And trust needs people to keep their word. And keeping your word means treating words as holy, sacrosanct. That's why as the Jewish people are approaching the land of Israel where they are going to create this free society, this new society based on Torah principles, they had to be reminded of the sacred character of oaths and vows. The temptation to break your word when it is to your advantage to do so can sometimes be overwhelming. And I would point out the obvious that I think this message applies perhaps more to us than at any time in human history. We see the unraveling of this all around us. Rabbi Sachs writes, a free society depends on trust. Trust depends on keeping your word. This is such an important message for us to integrate into our lives and for us to share with the rest of the world is so desperately in need of this message. Because after all, that is how humans imitate God, by using language to create. If we fail to keep our word, Rabbi Sachs ends, eventually we will lose our freedom. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing you soon in person.